G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's time to turn our attention to the power of forgiveness. Now we've got a Facebook post this morning. You can make a comment there. We've got some good comments coming in already. You can make a comment there. We're asking the question, when have you forgiven someone and how did it change your life? Uh, You can make a comment at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. We will open the phone lines shortly on that topic. And it's a a privilege for me to introduce to you our guest today. Her name is Wendy Burns. She's the author of a book called Remarkable You. And we're going to be talking about the power of forgiveness, the power of our words. And um, Wendy has got an incredible testimony to share with us. Now, there are many negative or destructive things that can shape our character. Abuse, neglect, broken families, workplace bullying. Those things might give us a starting point. Today our conversation is about having the courage to change, the courage to forgive. We can't always choose the things that shape us or our family history, but we may be able to choose a different path for our future. As Christians, we're often told, have faith in God. It can give you the power to change. The truth is forgiveness allows us to let go of the hurts of our past. And God's purpose for us helps us navigate through whatever challenges we face. There are a number of ways that we can think about ourselves. We can think of ourselves as fat or ugly or stupid or lazy or worthless. But when we get a revelation that God created us, we look at ourselves with different eyes and we get hope. Our special guest today has spent many years working through what she calls bogus stories or the things that are not true that she believed about herself. She's come to the conclusion that when those bogus stories are exposed, it takes a lot of courage to confront the lies and to move on to what is true. We know the Bible says in Philippians 4 verse 8, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, dwell on these things. We've got to have a checkup from the neck up. We've got to eliminate stinking thinking. We need to realize that when we come to Christ, we have the mind of Christ and Old things have passed away. All things have become new. We're going to hear a great testimony today from Wendy Burns. She wrote a book called Remarkable You, A Journey to Discover Hope Within. She's a consultant and coach and executive director of the John Maxwell team. And she's joining us from Darwin in the Northern Territory. Welcome along, Wendy. How are you? Um, good, Matt. Thank you for having me on today. And so good to have you on, on uh, while Neil has a break. Yes, it's good to let Neil, I could just imagine him. At the beach at the Gold Coast, having a caramel latte this morning, kicking back. Nice. <laughs> he deserves it, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly does, and we all need that, that rest and restoration, don't we, so we can be our best. Now, Wendy, when uh, Neil and I were having our meeting preparing for uh, this week, he said, Matt, you are going to love Wendy's story. It is shocking. It is um, horrific. But it is amazing of the transformation and the change in Wendy's life because of the power of forgiveness, because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, some of our listeners may have heard your story before. You've been on uh, Vision before, but for those who haven't heard, would you just tell us a bit about what your upbringing was like? 
Sure, I'm, I'm happy to share my story, Matt. And it just comes with a little ears warning. You know, I do talk about some things that may distress some listeners uh, or, or children. So just, just to be aware, I always do like to give that warning. Uh, at the, I was grew up in a pretty dysfunctional home at the age of... Uh, both of my parents were alcoholics and domestic violence ran riot in our home. At the age of 13, uh, my father committed suicide. So how did that happen? Why is that significant? Suicide is something we hear about a lot these days. He'd been drinking all day. Both my parents had been drinking all day. Uh, we got home. He asked me to get him his gun, and as a, as, a duty, as a daughter that loved her father and always did as he asked me to do, I went and got it. I brought it into him. He told me, this is how you kill yourself. He put the gun in his mouth, and he pulled the trigger right there in front of me. So at the age of 13, I witnessed the most horrific scene uh, as my father took his life in front of me. Long story, that day was a big day, as you can imagine. Um, we went and stayed with an auntie and uncle that night. There's lots to that story. Um, that night, in the middle of the night, my uncle sexually abused me simply because he could. So right there on that day, the people that were supposed to love and protect me the most, my father, my mother, my, my family, uh, not only uh, brought horror into my life, but hurt me in so many different ways. Uh, that impacted my life going forward. Uh, at the age of 17, um, my mother committed suicide. We had this inheritance of alcoholism and suicide that was running riot within our home. Um, that's a very short story, a very long story, very short. Um, went on for many years until I made the first good choice in my life. For the first 34 years of my life, suicide was something that I considered quite often because it was what my parents had shown me. They'd given me this picture of when life gets too tough, when life doesn't go the way you want it to go, the answer is simply take your own life. That was a choice that they made and they were showing me and my brother and sisters that that was the choice that we could make and we know that is the wrong choice. At the age of 34, I was already, my home was dysfunctional, my children were growing up in a dysfunctional home. So that inheritance that I'd, I'd stepped into was continuing. I went to a church, I decided that something needed to change, something within me told me it needed to change. I didn't know what. I went to a church one night and they did an altar call and I was the first out of my pew. And the lady that prayed over me, nobody knew my story, Matt, nobody knew the history. But this lady that prayed over me said to me that God knew the guilt I'd carried over my father's death. God got my attention that day. That was when I made my first good choice. Oh, my goodness. I can't begin to imagine what your life was like uh, at that young age. And, you know, the, the wounds that you must have carried, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. Um, tell us a bit about your journey after coming to Christ. How, how did... How did that set you free after that moment? Well, the thing is, when we make that decision, Matt, we expect life to change immediately, right? Everything around us should change because we've made this decision to accept Jesus. What starts to happen is uh, we start to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us and change us from the inside out because what happens inside us affects what happens outside us. So it was still a long pro uh, process for me. I had made uh, this decision to accept Jesus, but guess what? The next day I still woke up in the very same bed in the same circumstances, but I started to see things differently. 
slowly but surely. But it was still many, many years. I still had to deal with this spirit of suicide that hung over me. And I sat in church still not sharing that this is how I felt because when that, that sense of... Um, suicide hounds us when things go wrong unless we actually share it unless we deal with something fully it will always be there and it took me a long time to deal with that fully but what I did do was to start to attach myself to the label of who I was you know God opened some incredible doors for me that I would never have thought possible to one where I was working in government uh, until I was put under an investigation anonymously and bogusly uh, and that was the time that God really dealt with uh, this sense of I'd attach myself to a label of who I was and what I did instead of attaching myself to who Jesus was for me and who I was in him. Oh my goodness, that was such a key for me. And that was finally when suicide was dealt with in my life. And to know more, you need to read the story. It's too long to put it, to share today. But in that moment, that day, I had a choice to take my own life or really reach out and touch touch the hem of the gown of Jesus and that's what I did that day I made a decision and when we truly make that decision and we surrender totally what we want and what we think we need and we surrender it to Jesus he actually moves in and he moves in like a flood and for me that was my experience and everything changed for me in that moment I still had to go through processes that were ahead of me but but of course Jesus brought me through and I started to understand who I was in him and whose I was. I wasn't a label. Names and titles are important, but it wasn't who I was. You just talked about in the intro about uh, we need a, a, you know, this head up change. We do with this transformation of our mind. And we do need to allow the Holy Spirit to do that. But a big key was forgiveness. Forgiving all of those in my life that had harmed me. Uh, but also forgiving myself because right up until those moments when I made that decision, I was, I was not a nice person. You know, the world really owed me. You know, I'd been through hell and back, so why wouldn't I have a smelly, horrible attitude? And that's what I had, and it affected everybody around me. But once I made that decision and allowed that transformation to start to happen within me and within my mind and within my heart, I became the person I was called to be the destiny that God has for me. Wendy, I love the fact that you, you, you used the words before, I reached out to the hem of his garment. And, you know, it reminds me obviously of the story in, in the scriptures where there was a woman that had been bleeding for many years and she reached out, touched the hem of Jesus' garment and Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? And, and this woman said it was me and Jesus said, I, I felt the power come out from me. And, you know, a lot of people are looking for physical miracles when it comes to Jesus and we believe Jesus heals physically but also he gives us the power to forgive mm -hmm. and I'm often sharing this as a pastor you know there's a lot of people that have that are Christians that are walking around with bitterness and unforgiveness and they it's it's a root of bitterness that grows up to defile many the Bible says we've got to be so careful to make sure that as Christians um, we have short accounts. We, we need to forgive quickly. We need to, uh, you know, forgive as the Lord forgave us. I, I think C.S. Lewis said it this way. I can forgive the inexcusable in others because Christ forgave the inexcusable in me. Mm. Um, it's such an important revelation that we forgive everyone and anyone, anytime, all the time, as quickly as possible. Um, but a lot of Christians are still walking around with unforgiveness. Would you just speak to those listeners now how did you forgive 
your family members and those that physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, harmed you, how did you receive that power to forgive? Uh, Matt, it's a great question. And, and really is that, that forgiveness is a choice. This baggage of unforgiveness was literally killing me. It was weighing me down. It was keeping me in that negative, bitter space. And it was affecting everything that I did. I, I, I mentioned earlier that what's inside of us um, happens outside of us. So what's inside of us comes out. So this unforgiveness was showing itself within me and coming out like garlic out of the pores of my skin. It becomes a choice and we make that choice to say, well, doesn't mean I'm bringing those people back in close into my inner circle. But by forgiving them, I actually was able to release myself. And I know we read that, but it is so very true. It's, it's a daily thing. Sometimes we forgive more than once. We have to forgive and forgive and forgive until we actually walk free from that circumstance. I remember the day I forgave my father. It was a Father's Day and I was sitting in church and, and I just felt this sense come over me that it was time to let go of the anger and, and the hurt that I felt, the fact that he in, incorporated me in a choice that he made to take his own life. There was such a releasing power that I spoke out the words that I forgave him. But what came with that was also that I forgave myself for my part in that. Mm. Because quite often we have to forgive ourselves for our own part in a situation, sometimes unknowingly. For me, it was unknowingly that I, I didn't know what he was going to do. But I still, I still participated in that. And I know that I, when I forgave myself, not only my dad, but myself, I felt so much lighter. See, we carry this baggage and it weighs us down. It affects our circumstances, our families, our life, because it weighs us down and it affects who we are. And sometimes we just simply have to let it go. And it is a process. You know, when I went under investigation, once I made that decision to reach out to Jesus and he moved in, I forgave those people. I knew who they were. I knew I was innocent, but I still had to go through the process. But if I by forgiving them, it allowed me to walk free. So what happens, there is such a freedom that comes. So we don't live in that place of regret. Mm, well, it's such a powerful testimony, Wendy. And um, we're just going to open the phone lines right now. If people want to call through and join the conversation, you can call on 1-800-316-316. We've got Wendy with us for another 45 minutes. So now's the time to call. If you've got a question about forgiveness or a comment, or maybe a testimony about forgiveness, We'd love to hear from you. Phone lines are open. Let's uh, chat today about the power of forgiveness. Maybe you want to tell us who you've forgiven and how it changed your life when you forgave them. We'd love to hear from you. Chat with us about how to forgive because, it, you know, like we've been talking about, it is a, a, a terrible thing to be able to be carrying around. They say having unforgiveness in your heart is like letting someone live rent-free inside your head. Um, it's like you're carrying them around, isn't it, Wendy? Oh, yes, and we carry with that unforgiveness, we carry sorrow. And, and we, uh, that sorrow just is, it's like a disease within our hearts. And it does, it eats us from the inside out. Mm, absolutely. Well, if you'd like to join the conversation, we've got Wendy Burns with us for another 35 minutes. So now's the time to call if you want to chat. 1-800-316-316. And uh, Wendy, uh, one of the things you talk about in your book is bogus stories and how they are untruths that you believe about yourself. Just unpack that for us, would you? 
Sure, and I love the power of bogus stories here, so I call it BS, but it's not the, the other BS. This is bogus stories, right? Let me just put a caveat on that. Is they're the untruths that we believe. Like I believed for so long that I deserved everything I was going through, that it was my responsibility. And, and we carry those bogus stories. We carry the, the words that other people say about us. And we add them. It's like a keychain we attach to our belt. Uh, all of those things that go with somebody else's truth over us. And they start to weigh us down and they affect everything that we do. You know, we can decide that we're not good enough. And we believe it. See, what we look for, we find. If we think we're not good enough, then we'll find that we're not good enough. If we think we uh, deserve what's happening to us, then we'll find that we deserve what's happening to us. And they become the things that trip us up. Bogus stories really are a, a dangerous thing for us to carry because they affect how we see and what we do. And it's about the power of our words. You know, you can just go through Proverbs and it tells us about the importance of the words that we speak to somebody else, but also the words that are spoken to us. And I believe there, that's where bogus stories come from. They can be because of our childhood or our, the negative opinions of others. And the, the issue is we accept them as our truth. So we anchor to the truth that is not actually true. Mm, wow, that's so good. Well, our guest uh, on the line today is Wendy Burns, author of the book, Remarkable You. A journey to discover hope within. And we're going to go to the news in just a moment. Uh, Wendy's going to be with us for another 30 minutes. If you'd like to join the conversation, give us a call. 1-800-316-316. We do have a couple of people on the line. We'll go to them after the news. Uh, but if you want to join the conversation, we've got uh, another line available. Call now. 1-800-316-316. Or you can make a comment at Facebook. We're asking the question there. When have you forgiven someone and how did it change your life? Uh, you can make a comment there. Got a couple of great ones, uh, a great comment from Carolyn, uh, who is an Aboriginal Christian who's had to forgive uh, God for allowing her mum to die at the age of six. Uh, a beautiful testimony there, Carolyn. And also Diane has made a comment saying she had to forgive her uh, schizophrenic mother. Quite a, quite a long testimony there, beautiful testimony. Thank you so much, Diane, for sharing that. To 36 years saved, and I know that I'm forgiven, and... Uh, but sometimes when I, when things from my pre-Christian past even come up to my mind and things that, that I'm ashamed of, I can forgive myself. Yeah. Tell us a bit about how you need to forgive yourself, mate. Well, I just reflect on the... You reflect on what you've done or you say, well, Lord, you forgive me. I, I forgive myself. Mm. Well, mate, that's a very powerful thing to share on national radio and very humbling to hear you share that. We all need to forgive ourselves, uh, Mike. Thank you for sharing that. Wendy, any thoughts or comments for Mike? Yeah, Mike, thank you for sharing. It does take a lot and takes incredible courage. And what happens is, you know, I believe the enemy wants to take us back into our past. And quite often we have to remind him that it's already been covered. God's got it that we don't live in that place of regret anymore. Uh, and it's a daily thing. Sometimes it's, you know, we know it's one and done with God. You know, it's under the blood. But we have to keep reminding ourselves and, and furthermore reminding those thoughts that, you know, they have no power over us. That, you know, we know who we are and we know whose we are. And he's forgiven us. 
and you're right, the hardest thing is to forgive ourselves sometimes. But, you know, doing it daily, every time it comes to your mind, I know that that's what I need to do, and I still do. It doesn't mean I don't, um, you know, there's still things that happen that I still say, hey, I got that wrong, I need to forgive myself, or the enemy will try and take me back into my part in things in the past. But don't give him that power. You've got this. You know who you are, and you know who you belong to. Thank you so much for sharing. You there, Mike? Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much. Hey, Mike, before we let you go... Are you okay if we ask Wendy to pray for you? Sure. Um, Wendy, would you just pray for Mike and anyone listening that are needing to forgive themselves and get a revelation of God's love for us that, you know, it it was finished at the cross. Jesus dealt with all of our sin at the cross. And we need to get that revelation. Would you lead us in prayer, Wendy? Sure, absolutely. Mm. Well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you that we can come before you and we can thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, so we are forgiven, so that our sins are under the blood of Jesus. I just want to lift up Mike before you and anybody else that's listening today that is struggling in this area of forgiveness, forgiveness for self, for their part in whatever the circumstances they've found themselves in. Father God, I pray that you will place your sovereign hand upon them upon Mike and those other listeners that are struggling with this same thing, Lord God, that they will know the pure love and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that covers our past, that covers our sins, so that he and and all of us can walk free into the very goodness and the very glory that you have for us. I pray for your peace to be over him and that he will know without a doubt that he will know that he will know that he will know that he is forgiven in you but that he has forgiven himself for his part. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Wendy. You're doing good, Mike? Yeah, thanks, mate. And, mate, are you part of a good church in Launceston there? Uh, Well, yeah, I've got good Christian Christian folks. Are you you part of a church, but? Oh, not, not regularly, no. Not regularly. All right, well, mate, I've got a couple of good friends that are pastors in Launceston. Uh, if you want to go and uh, have a chat with them at some stage, I always encourage people, you know, if there's Doug, they're dealing with things like this, to talk to a pastor, get some prayer ministry. Um, so if you want to contact Tim O'Neill at Tailrace, he's a good friend of mine, Tailrace Centre, or uh, um, Pastor Andrew Corbett at Lagana Christian Church. Do, do you know either of those blokes? Yeah, I, I know both of those people. Yeah, mate, if you go yeah, to them and say, them, yeah. say, Matt Prater told me to come and get some prayer, and um, they'll look after you, okay? Thanks, Matt. God bless you, Mike. Have a good one. See you, buddy. If you'd like to call the converse, uh, call through and join the conversation, call on 1-800-316-316. We've got Dee from Adelaide. How are you, Dee? Yeah, good. Thank you. Have you got a uh, question or comment for Wendy? Um, I just wanted to, uh, yeah, I could relate to the previous caller as well in dealing with um, past unforgiveness of self but I also want to bring up the the idea that um, just as Messiah is the bridge from death to life so is forgiveness the bridge to healing Um, I had to forgive my own mother for um, well she was cheating on my father on his deathbed um, with another man who turned out to be quite demonic in nature and he drugged and raped me um, when I was in my early 20s and it took a long time for me to try and like, I, I wasn't until my I had my own children that um, I sought out God himself um, and he 
made me see the demon inside the person, not so much the sin, but the demon inside. And then I was able to forgive, come to a place of forgiveness and healing from that point. Mm, wow. Wendy, any thoughts or comments? Ah, incredible testimony, Dee, and, and the, the release that you would have got from being able to uh, hear from God and what was going on and be able to forgive, you, it enables you to walk free. What a powerful testimony you have, Dee, and how it will affect so many people that you share it with. Mm. Thanks Thank so, you. Thanks so much for your call, Dee, and, uh, you know, that prayer that we prayed for Mike before, you know, we'll keep praying that for you, okay? Thank you. All right, God bless you. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to call and join the conversation, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. We've got Lisa from Ipswich. How are you, Lisa? Well, thank you. How are you? Good. Have you got a question or a comment for Wendy? Um, I've got a comment. So um, I'm going to back up the rest of the calls that have come in. And um, through my process of forgiveness of coming back to the Lord, um, only just a year ago out of prostitution, and, um, and yeah, I, um, I dealt with a lot of sexual abuse in my life and physical abuse. And also that reflected on my relationships that were full of domestic violence and, and narcissism. Mm. And then I also had my sister murdered in 2010 um, here in Ipswich as well. So when I came back to the Lord, I uh, went through that process of forgiveness. And the Lord showed me in that time the demons that were in these people as well. And I saw the demons in my part, the, our last relationship with, with the narcissist. You know, his eyes turned black, everything like that. And the Lord reflected that onto me so that I didn't personally look at that person, but to see the reflection of the demonic from their past trauma to be able to forgive. And the same with the person that, um, well, there was four people involved in my sister's murder. The same with that, um, being oh, drug addicts and, and the demonic that, you know, the strongholds that come onto them from the, the drug abuse. So with that process of it, it was just, it was traumatic, but it was also healing that set me through, um, free because if you cannot forgive, you cannot re um, receive that true healing. You cannot receive that true deliverance um, and then be able to walk in the full purpose that God has set out before you. So, yeah, that's, that's my um, journey in a small little nutshell. Wow, what a, what a story, Lisa. Uh, Wendy, any thoughts? Wow, I'm just taking in Lisa's story. That's an incredible story. And, and I'll I won't focus on the story so much. I'll focus on the fact of the healing and the power that you got to be able to move forward. Because what you said is right, Lisa. All of those things in our past, and we all have a story, and all of our stories are important. Each story matters. It's what we do with that story that counts. And now you have this incredible testimony of this story and the healing that comes. Because otherwise we've got, if we don't move forward and forgive, sorry, if we don't forgive, we can't move forward into what God has. And we get caught in that, that history of our past or the reporting on how bad our past is. But being able to move forward, we're able to see the destiny and the destination God has for us. Mm. It's a powerful story, Lisa. Wow, incredible. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Exactly. That's okay because it, 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 my story keeps empowering people into forgiveness and, and inspiring them as well. You know, my sister was killed on, um, on Easter weekend as well. So that's even more powerful to, to know that the Lord forgave us on that cross and who was I to not forgive these people 
as well to receive my own forgiveness and then to also forgive myself for the bitterness and anger that I walked in as well. Wow. And Lisa, I'm just curious about your own testimony. How did, how did you come to Christ? Was it a year ago, was it? Yeah, well, I, 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 I was with Jesus as a little girl. So that, that, um, thank goodness for religious education in schools, and now I'm going to teach that myself. Oh, wow. Um, and, and that got me through all the childhood trauma. But then as a teenager, I drifted away into these relationships that were just so unhealthy and toxic, and all I knew was to was to focus on love in all the wrong areas of, you know, sexuality and, and everything like that, because that's all I knew growing up. And um, then, um, yeah, that led on to more toxic relationships. I've got five children as well out of those toxic relationships, and I've been able to forgive those that have abused me. And it also led into prostitution because I did not know my self-worth. I did not know who I was and my identity in Christ. And I thought that, you know, being a prostitute, I was accepted, I was paid, and I thought that's, that, that's the way the world was. And, um, and, and yeah, um, during my, when my marriage broke down with the domestic violence, I did try to get back in touch with the Lord and um, try to develop that relationship. But it was just, yeah, I ended up leaving again because it was just so traumatic and I just thought this is no hope. But now I'm back with full guns blazing and on fire and not looking back. Wow. You're part of a good church in Ipswich there, Lisa? Yes, I'm a part of Tivoli Miracle Centre. Oh, wonderful. I'm good friends with Pastor Joel Shaw. And uh, yes. God's doing some great work out there at the drive-in. Wonderful. Yes, well, it's definitely. Really good to hear your testimony, uh, Lisa. Uh, just before we let you go, any other comments or thoughts there, Wendy? Oh, no, I'm just amazed at your incredible testimony and the power that you carry when you share it. So make sure you share it many, many times, Lisa, because it will affect so many lives. You have the yes, authority. You've, you've walked through this space and you know this space of what happens when you forgive. So well done. I'm Yeah. Thank wow. you. All glory goes Thank to him. You. That's all, all I can say. Awesome. Yep. Knowing, knowing who you are and who you are is key. Amen. Awesome, Amen. Lisa. Great testimony. Make sure you say good day to Pastor Joel for me, huh? I will. Thank you. All so right. Much, God, God bless. God bye bless. bye. If you'd like to call through, phone lines are open 1 800 316 316. We've got Wendy with us for another 10 minutes. We'd love to know have you, who have you forgiven and how did it change your life? Give us a call, 1-800-316-316, or you can make a comment at Facebook as well. And we've got my good friend Emma from Port Ferry in Victoria. How are you? I'm all right, Matt. Have and you got how are you doing? Any fitter, I'll be dangerous. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a question or comment for Wendy? I've got something to say, though. Yeah? Um, this is not going to be easy. Um. When my parents was alive, and uh, my parents was having a fight, and uh, sorry about this. That's all right. Um, my parents was in the hallway, and they were fighting, and I got in the middle of it, and my but my mum got into me and bashed me up and she put me away and that loony bitch didn't want me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It is pretty hard to 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 forgive. 
Yeah. I don't mean to cry, Matt. I'm sorry. That's all right, Emma. Thanks for sharing your story with us. I mean, it's heartbreaking what you've been through. And uh, I got a abuse when I was with a guy, and I got I had two kids. And um, when he found out I was pregnant, I got bashed up, and he asked me to get rid of it and I said no and but thank goodness I am not away from him now but I've got a good guy now who loves me who treats me like a queen and so I'm lucky I got that mm. and my kids doesn't like me anymore I'm not allowed to see my grandkids anymore I don't mean to put this on you I'm sorry Emma, that's totally okay. You know, this this is what Vision Radio is for, you know, for people to be able to share their stories and for us to give hope to people because, you know, everyone's got a story. Everyone's been through something. And the only, yeah, hope we have, the only hope we have is Jesus, hey? Jesus is the one. Oh, Matt, I've been thinking about getting a tattoo on my arm. <laughs> okay. Would you like to know what it's going to say on my arm? Okay. It is finished. Wow. That's powerful. Jesus said that before he died on the cross. He did. That's right. Beautiful. Well, that's what I'm going to do. But well, besides that, but that's what my past, and I've got more past, but I, I know you haven't got time, so I'll leave it where it is. Well, that's all right. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'll just bring Wendy in. Wendy, have you got any thoughts or comments for Emma? Oh, Emma. <laughs> I, my, I'm praying for you, sweetheart. You've been through hell and back, but we know the answer is Jesus. We have no other answer. You know, for the stuff that you've experienced, but you don't need to stay in that place anymore. You can walk forward from here. Yes, thank you, Wendy. I do appreciate it. Yeah, can I just pray? Can I just pray for Emma, Matt? Is yes, that sure, okay? Sure, yeah. Uh, Please. Heaven. Heavenly Father, you know the whole story of Emma. You know the past, you know the history, but you also know the destiny that you have for her. And I pray right now that you will settle within her heart the very peace of the knowledge of you, that that past will no longer hound her, that that past will no longer come against her, and that she will find her way forward in you, that she will truly know that she is a daughter of the great High King and that you will provide all that she needs. We pray for restoration over her family and over her life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, guys. And God bless you. And say hi to your family, Matt. All right, Emma. Thank you so much for your call. Blessings to you. All right. Take care, all right? All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. You know, Emma gave her heart to Jesus a couple of years ago. Through Vision Radio, through listening to Greg Laurie pray the sinner's prayer. And, you know, that's why I work with this radio station because <laughs> I'm going to get emotional now, but because people like Emma who've been through hell and back need Jesus. They need hope. And she stumbled across Vision Radio. She found us. She's now been saved, baptized. She listens to us every day. And this is why I work for this ministry. I just love. Um, hearing stories like that. So thank you, Emma. You made me cry here in the studio. Um, if you'd like to call through, 1-800-316-316. We've got Joanna from Brisbane. How are you, Johanna? Uh, let me just hit the right button there. Okay, Johanna, are you there? Yeah, are you there, Johanna? 
Oh, yes, I am. Yes. What would you like to chat about? just want to chat about, um, mine is just a short one. It's, um, I had a hard time forgiving someone. And um, basically, it came to the point where, um, while I was reading my Bible, and it came, I came to a passage of forgiveness, and then God spoke to me, and I went, no, no, I can't do that. And um, and beside, it's late at night. I don't, and 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 Lord keep on speaking to me, and I had to uh, in in a prayer talking to Him, I had to forgive that person, and and I had to ask God to forgive me for holding on to unforgiveness. Mm. Then the next thing was I had to write um, I had to write a letter to that person asking that person forgiveness for the things that I did wrong. Mm. And, um, and it was hard to do that. And uh, I asked God to help me, and he did. And with tears, tears streaming through my eyes, I wrote it and posted it because I thought if I keep it any longer, I was going to throw it in the bin. And then um, I sent it to that person and I only did that because I wanted, I said to the Lord, I'm doing that because I want to be obedient to you. Because mm. I'm still a bit upset. And um, I posted the letter and within a week, I got a letter back from that person also asking me for forgiveness. Wow. So I think it's just being obedient. And mm. that has set my part because he, he literally set me free. And that made me came so closer to the Lord. Wow. It was just fantastic, yep. That is a wonderful testimony. And Johanna, I think I know you. Do we know each other? Yes, but we won't say anything. We won't say who you are, but yeah, you're a friend of a friend. So it is really good to hear your testimony, Johanna, and uh, a beautiful story of forgiveness. Um, we, we are almost out of time, so I better let you go. But thank you so much for your call, Johanna. You're welcome. Thank God, you. God bless. Thank Bye-bye. You. God bless you too. Bye. Bye. Wendy, what a great note to finish on today, hey? Oh, absolutely. And what Johanna talked about was unconditional forgiveness. Yeah. So we're, give, we're given unconditional forgiveness from God. And when we forgive somebody else, we do it unconditionally with yeah. not expecting anything in return. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Well, Wendy, uh, what a powerful uh, show we've had today. You know, Thank you for praying for some of our Vision family that have called up. Uh, it's been uh, quite enlightening hearing some of these stories and hearing how you know, a lot of people have got a lot of wounds from uh, yeah. their past and it's only Jesus that heals, eh? Oh, amen, amen. Mm. There's no other answer. Mm. Now, uh, Wendy, if people want to find out more about your book, uh, they can go to remarkableyou.com.au. Is that the best website? Yeah, or Wendy Burns Consulting website. You will find me there uh, and you can find out more on that, on that page. Okay, and just quickly before you go, you're part of the executive uh, team of the John Maxwell team. I'm um, part of the John, yes, yeah. One of my favourite John Maxwell quotes, I'm going to get you to share yours before we go, but one of my favourite John Maxwell quotes is, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. <laughs> you, you're stealing my quote, right? Yeah, no, no, that's my quote. That's my favourite <laughs> Have you got another one? Have you got any other John Maxwell quotes? Uh, 
Oh, look, I love them all. <laughs> no, the that's the power of your influence is beyond measure yeah, is one good. of his quotes. And I love that because the power of our influence is beyond measure. Yeah, People watch and see what we do. And as Christians, they watch us even more. So, yeah, yeah it's one of my favorite quotes as well. And I love um, the law of the lid that any organization can't grow uh, unless the leader of that organization grows. For me, that's my, my wife's constantly reminding me, like, honey. Our church won't grow unless you do, honey. Get in the word. Get in, you know. And yeah, constantly. that's what it's about. It's, it's all about self leadership. I do so much work in that space of yeah. self leadership and values based leadership. Such an important thing for organisations and individuals. That's so good. Uh, and yeah, so I, I really encourage people to get into John Maxwell's teaching if if they want as well. Um, uh, but once again, they can find out more by searching up Wendy Burns Consulting, and uh, find out more about the book Remarkable You. What an incredible testimony. Uh, you're a great woman of God, uh, Wendy. Thank you so much for your time today. God bless. Uh, thank you for having me on the show, Matt. God bless. And if you'd like some more prayer today, I do want to mention that our prayer line is open uh, every day. Uh, 1-800-772-936. The Vision Prayer Team would love to pray with you today. If you've got any, this has raised any issues that you uh, it stirred you up, 1-800-772-936. Or you can go to the Vision website, vision.org.au, search up Vision Prayer. You'll find the links there. Uh, you can email them, text them. Uh, but if you want to call them, 1-800-772-936. We'd love to have uh, you contact them to get some prayer today. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 